Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. For 25 years, Seth Lightman has seen it all. From the newest electric car revolution, solar power, bike lanes made in NYC. And now we are here. More electric cars, need for more renewables and eco-friendly products in our world. Well, now it's time for an all-out podcast for this time. You're listening to The Green Living Guy Show. He's funny, real, exactly on point. And some think his style is so raw, it's crazy. Let's do this, folks. It's time for The Green Living Guy Show with Seth Lightman. What's up, everybody? It's Green Living Guy, Seth Lightman here. I'm so glad to have this interview, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have... We, when when you got to come and bring uh, a fight to the fight, <laughs> as we're doing now in, uh, in Jerusalem and, uh, or in Israel, and um, we're doing today with talking to none other than Natan Levy, who is a UFC fighter and an Israeli UFC fighter. So we're bringing the one, too. So I am beyond grateful to talk to you, Nadan. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So let's start with the basics. Tell me when you got into, when did you start fighting? When did you realize I want to be a UFC fighter or all, all that kind of, was it in the, uh, when you were in the military? What, what, what brought that out in you? So I was always into uh, martial arts whether it be like uh, watching Rocky movie uh, as a kid or yeah. Van Damme or all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, growing up really watching Rocky, I wanted to be a boxer. And then you watch kickboxer, you want to be a kickboxer. <laughs> and then one day I discovered there's a crazy thing called MMA. Yep. So I wanted to do that. Um, and all those years I'm watching all this stuff, but I'm not training. You know, I'm going to be a boxer. I don't need to train yeah. boxing. I'll, I'll train one day. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, uh, at, at some point, I did want to start training, and there was no MMA around. There was no kickboxing, all that stuff. So I started doing uh, Kung Fu and, and karate, sort of a mix, and uh, started training. You know, got very serious about it starting from age 15, which is considered pretty late. Okay, okay. You know, pretty late for somebody who wants, like, an athletic career or somebody who... Yeah, no, I know. um I remember when my dad said, if you're going to do this, you better start now. And I think I was eight years old. I was like, I'm good. I'll watch. <laughs> yeah. The best time to start is always now, right? Yeah. Like, 10 years ago or now? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course... You know, I would have rather start at five, but that's not my my journey. So I started 15 pretty late, okay. but I made up for lost time. I was training very hard every day for hours and hours. Um, when I was 16, I flew to Japan for the first time to train. Oh, wow. Uh, with the masters over there. Then 
Oh, wow. Uh, you know, back to school, kept studying, not doing really great, but always I had in my mind, okay, I'm going back to Japan to train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And second yeah. time I went there for, for a few months of hard training, I got my black belt. I was 18 years old. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I got back. I got back uh, to Israel, started yep. teaching, but I was always still watching that MMA stuff on TV, you know, okay. 4 or 5 a.m. I would watch the fights. <laughs> wow. And uh, one day I just decided, you know what, I really have a passion for this. Yep. I want to do it. I left everything. I already had like a couple gyms in Israel that were doing really well. Yeah, I closed everything down, shut everything down. Do so you own gyms? You owned yeah. gyms and you shut them down to come to yeah. America to, to do MMA. Exactly. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's. I just want to. Whenever there's the you know something a big takeaway, I want to. I want to focus on that. Wow. So you you believed in it so much that you were like, you know what? I'm just going to stop everything I'm doing and focus my entire life on being an MMA. And coming to America to do that, right? Is is, is that basically what yeah. you did? Basically. Now, was it the smartest business decision? <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. But, you know, I was still young. I was uh, 22 years old. I was already teaching for a few years, built the gyms, built, you know, a, a big clientele of students. And uh, yeah. maybe, you know, I should have just put somebody to run it while i'm in america and still make money yeah right i didn't think about all this stuff my brain was i'm going to america to be a ufc fighter everything else is in the past yeah 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 so when when you came to america how long did it take until uh i guess the ufc noticed you and said let's sign you up or something because i hear they're pretty good at like uh uh, signing people up if they feel that you've got the chops and then they'll, they'll put you in the ring. Uh, if they, they, you know, they see that you're good at this. Am I wrong? I don't know. I'm just curious. No, you're right. But the thing is, I wasn't good at it. I was coming in from a different sport, uh, doing everything, you know, I was doing karate, which is only like one small part of everything. And then I come to America and I don't know how to grapple, you know, how to fight on the ground. I don't know boxing. I don't know wrestling, no jujitsu. So I had to learn everything from zero. Oh boy. And luckily I found a coach that, uh, you know, took me under his wing and, and put the time and effort in to, to teach me. But when we met first trip to Vegas, he told me it's going to take 10 years for me to get to the UFC level if I make it. And I thought I was going to come in, learn some moves, start fighting, get some wins, get signed, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it actually, he said it was, it was going to take 10 years, and we did it in seven. It took me seven years to get signed by the UFC. Okay. So what, what, what did you do in those seven years? What, what was that seven years like? for you uh besides training i guess uh i would assume four to five days a week beside that what kind of uh did you have other fights going on did you have to uh practice uh, compete in other leagues until they could see you in mm -hmm. action all that you know like i'm curious what what you had to do uh during that during that process 
So I got to Vegas first time 2013. Okay. Uh, met my coach Giff. Started training also jujitsu and all that stuff. Um, and then again, you know, I I knew there was going to be some hardship. I didn't think it was going to be walking the park, but I thought it was going to be a way way you know cleaner road yeah. uh, to get there. So what happens is my visa, which is three months on my uh, on my French passport is about to expire and I thought I could get an extension on it and stay longer, but that doesn't exist on this particular entry method. Okay. So I have to go back to Israel. I have to go back home and I don't have my gyms anymore. Right. I don't have my students. Oh boy. And, and again, I was young. I didn't put too much money on the side. You know, I didn't save too right. much. Yep. Um, yeah. So now I have, instead of like running schools and, you know, making good money for every hour of my time, now I'm stuck working security all night long for what I would make in one hour prior. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and just have to work security all night and then train all day and do this for months and months and months yeah. just to be able to save up again and fly to America again. Then I get in. Train for another three months now. When I'm in America, I'm training four or five times a day. I'm training yeah. like a madman. Yeah. Um, one because I want to, you know, I want to. I I uh, I enjoy it. It's not easy, but that's what I want to do, and I want to, you know, make good use of the time. Right. But um, also, like the time is limited. I only have three months at a time. Yeah, the clock is ticking. Yeah, the minute you get taken. there, like the clock is ticking. Yeah. And I don't know nothing uh, from all the disciplines that uh, make this sport, so I'm trying to learn and absorb as much as possible. And I ask my coach, can I fight at the end of the three months? Can I do an amateur fight and, and get going? And he tells me, you know, first time he tells me, no, you're not ready. No, no. Go back home, do what you got to do, come back, and, you know, we'll talk about it, we'll get you a fight. Second time, so after six months in Israel, working my ass off, training, right. I go back to America, train again for three months. I ask my coach, can I get a fight? No, you're not ready yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At that, at that moment, you know, I really trust him, and, uh, and I believe what he says, but on the other hand, like, it sucks. I'm flying to America to fight, and I'm not fighting. And I know this means another six months in Israel at least before I get back to America again and get a shot. Okay. The training in Israel is not what it is in America, so I'm not yeah. uh, developing myself at the same pace or near the same pace when I'm in Israel. Uh, plus, you know, working all night, security, working during the day, like you don't get too much training in. Right, right. Third time I get to America, okay, you're ready to fight. Let's Ooh. start training. Oh. When, uh, you know, towards the end of the three months, when you're peaking, we'll get you that fight. Okay. That's what we do. I train hard every day, four or five times a day. I would do like uh, jujitsu, then stick for MMA training, then go do boxing, then wow. jujitsu again, like just all day, one after the other. Wow. And, um, we get a fight scheduled, guy pulls out, I don't fight. What? Yeah. 
would have been like, you punk. Oh, my God. Like, when you're 0-0, which means you don't have any fights, you don't have any wins, you don't have any losses, your record is 0-0, oh. they're usually going to match you up against another guy that's 0-0, maybe 0-1, maybe 1-0. They're not going to put you against a guy that's got 100 fights. Sure, sure. And the guys that don't have fights are way more likely to back out of a fight when it gets real and, you know. I see, I see, I see, I see. So most, so, most uh, would you say that most of the people when they're signing up for that first fight, they chicken out? I don't know if most, but the, under my circumstances, it was, so that was third trip, fourth trip. It takes nine cancellations, nine wow. fight cancellations. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, a month before the fight, the guy's like, oh, I hurt my knee. Okay, they find a replacement. Then this guy does this. This guy does that. Fly back home again, no fight. Now it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. Now everybody is asking you, yo, Nathan, didn't you say you were going to America to fight? What's happening with the fights? Ah, yeah. oh, no, this guy is knee, and this guy he had an infection in his mouth, and this guy... Starting to sound a little bit like you're full of shit. You sure? You sure you're not the one backing out of the fights? No, no, I'm telling you. Next time I'm fighting. Right, right, right. And yeah, tenth fight, um, which was I think my fifth trip to America, which means for four years, I'm back and forth, back and forth, and no fights. Um, I get my first fight, my first okay. amateur fight. Good. It's in Vegas. It's in front of eighteen thousand people. Whoa. Yeah, big, big event. Uh, biggest amateur event in the world. Yeah. And um, and I choked the guy out in like 50 seconds. Whoa! <laughs> That's awesome! Yeah, and again, I was waiting for this for years. Like, the pressure yeah. was immense. Yeah. This was it. Yeah. If I'm waiting four years for a fight and I lose, like, I can pack my stuff and go back home and, you know... <laughs> So you, you let it all out. I really needed I really needed that to win. I really needed that win. Yeah, I bet you did, man. Wow. And it, so was it after that win that they signed you or or No, I, mean, I, I went I fought this that year. That was 2016, so maybe three years, three and a half years uh, of back and forth. Yeah. I'm fighting. Okay, I win this one. Three weeks later, I get in in another fight. I win oh. this one. I choke the guy out in, in also like 40 seconds, 50 seconds. <laughs> and I'm a karate yeah, guy, and I'm well, choking everybody I'm out. I'm a ring with this guy, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> then go back home, work. But this time, you know, I got my break. I got my wins. Yeah. I uh, go back to Israel. Finally, I get like uh, a little bit of recognition. I get some respect for like, you know, not everybody goes to America and wins fights. Right. Um, by the way, so many people during all those years told me, you know, ah, you shouldn't do that. You're not ready for to fight in America. You should first fight in Israel, prove yourself, then fly, you know, to America yeah. to fight. And I was like, no, you know, when I wanted to be the best in karate, I flew to Japan. And I trained there with the best, and now I want to be the best in MMA. So I'm flying to America, right. where it's at, and I'm I'm gonna build myself there. And you know, 
I don't need to train at a low level for years to win low level fights and yep. then go to America. I'm going to do it all high level from the beginning. Like Americans don't go to Israel to compete first. They start in America, <laughs> they right? They start in America, right, right. So right, I'm going right. to do the same thing. If I want to do the UFC, I have to do it like a UFC fighter, right? Exactly. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And at the time, even Noad, who's a friend of mine who's been to the UFC before me, even he wasn't signed yet during all this. He Whoa. wasn't in the UFC yet. So basically, it was like a non, you know, nobody walked this path. Nobody made it to the UFC from Israel. So I knew I had to do something different. Um, so I go 4 and 0 that year, amateur. Wow. And, you know, the time, the clock has been ticking. I started late in karate. I started late in MMA. It took me years to get a first amateur fight. Like, clock is ticking. My coach tells me, okay, 4-0 amateur. Yes, we would love you to have more experience, but you're already 26. We're going pro. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I get it. We're, I get it. We're going pro. Yeah. And uh, I win first fight, submission. In like yeah. a minute and a half, second oh, fight, 30 second submission. 30 seconds? <laughs> got better. Yeah. <laughs> Third fight was harder. Uh, I won by decision. So, so it was a rough let fight. Let me ask you this, um, which is something that I'm he I'm hearing, but I, I, I want to hear it from you. Um, when you, I know, like they say, you, you said you choked them out. So like, but like, what is your, um, if you could give people your mindset what are you thinking when you're looking at your opponent across before that bell rings what is your strategy to go at this person like what like what are something that what's going through your brain when you when you right before that starts like what do you want to do yeah so you know every fighter is different yeah i feel like i'm very strategical and pretty lucid and clear-minded in the fight. A lot of people get like just carried away by the adrenaline uh, and they brawl and go all out and go crazy. And you know, that's why amateur fights look more like a brawl and pro fights look more like a strategic fight because the higher the level of the fighter, the more he's gonna be thinking and not throwing caution to the wind. Um, that's true. That's true. You sometimes don't see a lot of, um, how would I say? You see a lot of punches, but you don't see a connect. But when you see that connect, it is monster. It's like it's like monumental hit, and that's when yeah. they go after them and they go down for that takedown. But like you're looking for that right punch, that right hit that you know is gonna put them in that that numb zone where you could just go in and, and attack them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically, um, you know, if you close your eyes and throw a punch, you're not aiming, it could hit, it could not hit. It's definitely not going to be precise. Some guys fight with their eyes open, but it's like they're closed. They're just winging the punches. They're, you know, again, getting carried away by the adrenaline. And brawling a lot of times is like flipping a coin because you don't know what's going to hit where and when and who's going to drop. Right. I always preferred, even like that first amateur fight, I had never fought in my life. I was completely filled with adrenaline. Yes. But 
still when I saw my opportunity, I saw the the guy was going crazy and throwing punches. I was punching back, obviously, and fighting back. Right. But I was kind of waiting a little bit more for my opportunity. And when he went for a takedown and he left his neck open, I caught it. I squeezed. I put put his back to the fence, made sure he had nowhere to, to run. Right. And then pretty much squeezed the, the life out of him <laughs> until he passes out in my hands. I let go, you know, the guy had like flops, like a, like he's almost not, not with us. And, right, uh, right, 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 right. The ref obviously steps in to make sure everybody's safe and nobody's really getting hurt. Yes. Yeah. And, um, that's one good thing I like about, um, MMA is that when a person, you know, in boxing, they can go a lot longer, I think, because they feel like they have gloves on. But when you're fighting in the UFC and a person's down, you see these refs sometimes run from one side of the ring to the other. Stop! Like, he's, like, putting himself in front of the other guy because he knows that he's got to stop that fight so this person doesn't get any worse. Uh, yeah. Which is really uh, preventative or, or it's taking serious precautionary measures for the, for the fighter. So... I guess the key thing that what I'm hearing is, is like you hit, but you're looking, you're waiting. You're, it's yeah. almost like that boxing, Amy. that boxing mentality of it's not about throwing a first punch or every, you know, everything. It's about when am I going to find that? Where's that sweet spot? Where? Oh, he left his like you just said. Oh, he left his leg open. I'm going to go for the leg and then this and then put it in and then. I, I got him, you know, it's a little bit easier that way when you think in the midst of your, uh, when, when the, uh, I guess when I, when, when the chaos is, a, is, is rumbling around you, it's best to be the quietest inside to see when, when's the right time to, to attack is what you're, what you're saying. Exactly. And of course, sometimes you've got to create the opportunity. Sometimes some fights, you know, you can watch it and you're like, what the guy is waiting, what is the guy waiting for? Sometimes they don't pull the trigger because they're waiting for an opportunity that never presents itself. Of course, you got to create the opportunity. Sometimes you got to pressure a little bit so they get maybe a little scared, a little desperate and throw a big punch that leaves them open. Yep. So, of course, you got to be active. You're not going to win every fight by just waiting and waiting and waiting. But, yeah, if you can be active and still be lucid, see the openings when they present themselves... I think that's the best uh, strategy. That's great. That's great. So you went four. You went four zero. You then go professional. Uh, in professional, you did very well. You got signed. Um, like uh, so, what are what were some of the bigger fighters that maybe that uh, some of the I, I, you probably are well known in the UFC community. I would assume at this point, like when you come onto the stage. People must know who you are, and and uh, um, you must have a pretty decent fan base out there when you when you come into the into the UFC arena. Uh, yeah, you know it's getting bigger and bigger every year, and it started in Israel, and now even in America, you know I get recognized often, and uh, that's great. It's great to be, you know, uh, your work. That's basically my body of work is you know beating people up, but people. Uh, <laughs> You know, I appreciate it and like my style. And I think all my fights in the UFC, 
uh, have been very fun and they have all been contenders for like fight of the night bonuses and stuff like that. So oh, that's that's I'm getting the recognition and of course we're always aiming higher and you know want to do more, get bigger fights. Uh, and yeah, and also, yeah, the body of work, there is more stuff going on, of course, uh, whether it be like on social media and creating content and trying to, you know, teach a little bit online, some self-defense moves, some MMA moves, and uh, just seeing what I can do. And you Okay, know, so uh, what's your record now, if you don't mind me asking? My record is 8-1. All right. I lost my first UFC fight. It was pretty close fight. Yeah. And I'd like a rematch one day with the guy. Okay, we're calling for a rematch. Whoever it was, you're, you're, you're yeah. on call. You're on deck, buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, since then, I won uh, two fights in a row in the UFC, and oh. now I'm just uh, negotiating my next fight. Oh wow! So I should have an announcement coming in pretty soon. Now I I I gotta ask the cliche questions here at this point now so have you met joe rogan have you met dana <laughs> i met dana a few times yeah, great um and joe rogan no actually i haven't met him okay maybe never face to face yeah, yeah for sure yeah like who um sometimes i've noticed like at the fights you see a lot of people show up uh that are that are famous that that, uh, that they always show up to these fights. So who, like, who are some people like that as you're walking in or you're done and you go, oh, my goodness, this guy's here. Who, who are some of the famous uh, fighters that you um, have grown to appreciate and respect and honor that have uh, seen you fight uh, in your career so far that you were like, wow, that guy's here or something like that? Yeah, you know, honestly, before a fight, there's no way I'm going to no, no, yeah. recognize anybody. I'm so focused before a fight. I could have, uh, <laughs> I don't know, anybody right here, and I, I'm just watching only the cage, only my opponent yeah. that's in the cage. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, there's a lot of fighters that, you know, you get recognized by them, and it's, and it's fun. It's awesome. I can give you like I fought with Wonder Boy on the same card, Stephen Wonder Boy oh. Thompson. Oh wow! Or you know, even just uh, coming out to Colby Covington at the UFC Performance Institute, saying, "Hey man, what's up?" And he's like, "Hey, you're Nathan Levy. I oh, like your kicks. I like you this. I like that." You went to the performance. Okay, I know that. Place. I go yeah. there every day. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, that's awesome! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I know. So I've you seen get, that you get to TV, meet a lot of so. cool people, a lot of fighters you look up to. Uh, over there and you know it's very cool when they actually know you and seen you fight and can give you like a word of encouragement oh. or even some pointers like that's awesome yeah i bet i can only imagine that that's uh like the some of the rewards that you look for when you when you're going through ufc it's it's not just about the uh the wins of course you want to win and 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 grow but when you go to places like that, you want to have your colleagues or, you know, uh, or people that are moving up or anybody just, you know, the adoration or the respect and the honor, I think, is 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 got to be one of the uh, definite positive experiences that you receive. 
for doing the UFC. I mean, besides winning and having this great record, having people come to you and go, man, you were great or this or that. I mean, that, that must really help uh, build you up for your next fight, I would say. Yeah, it does. It's, uh, you know, it's not needed, but it's nice. It's not <laughs> but it's nice. I like that. <laughs> that's good. That's mind over, that's mind over uh, matter at that rate. So um, when will we see you in your next fight and where, what are you planning? What are your, your next plans and uh, uh, for that? And then we'll get into some other, a couple of other questions, but uh, what, 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 where are you, uh, what are your uh, goals going forward? My goals, you know, I'm again, negotiating like my next fight, so I can't really announce anything yet. Don't say a word. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to come in with Dana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it should be coming in the next few months and I'm definitely, you know, going to put on a show uh, yeah. with a very, very good opponent. Um, okay. So I think all the fans are really going to love it. And, um, and yeah, for the rest of the year, I want to fight, you know, other than this one, I want to fight at least two more times. Uh, I haven't been able to be as active as I want to. So for me, when I'm healthy and I'm good to fight, I want to fight as much as possible. I would fight seven, eight times a year if I could, but I just never got the opportunity to. It's hard to find like the the fight, the opponent. The UFC has so many fighters on the roster. Right. They can only give so many fights to every fighter. But for me, I really want to be active for the next even few years uh, and go as far as possible in my career. All right. So, so here's what we're going to do. You've already inspired me for what we're going to say next. Fans, this is Seth, Green Living Guy. I'm telling you, I want you to follow Natan Levy on Instagram. And we're going to then tell, you're going to send in your story. You're going to add one of his shots in your story. And you're going to go at Dana, right, (laughs) from the MMA, from the UFC. You're going to go get him to fight. And we're just going to do a get Natan to fight, Natan Levy to fight. And I will put it in the description of what our hashtag is going to be, folks. And we're going to make sure that everybody knows and we're going to create a hashtag campaign for this guy so he can get as many fights as possible. He came from Israel. He sacrificed everything, folks, for almost close to 10 years. He sacrificed everything. He came... He would raise money. He would come back. And then he got his chance. And because of how late he started, folks, you know, he started relatively late. He did a 4-0 in the uh, lower leagues and then moved right up to the big leagues, folks. And he's 8-1, and kicking ass and taking names. So we got to see him on ESPN every Saturday. Every every Shavuot, every Shavuot, I want to see him every Saturday. I want him on ESPN. You know what I'm saying? I want Joe Rogan to get him going. I want I want to hear crazy stories about this guy. So we're gonna make every we're gonna do on our part as fans what we can for you. That's what we're going to do to give back. That's our Sadaka, folks. So our giving back, our charity today, you know, we talk sometimes here about planting trees or buying solar or electric cars. But today's takeaway, Green Living Guy, one small step at a time, is we're going to say, let Natan Levy fight as a hashtag. 
and I'm going to put it in the description, and we're going to do campaigns about it. I'm telling you. And I got Jewish groups everywhere. We're going to make sure they all know about it. Um, I guess one question that I do want to ask, because I've been asking over the past few interviews, is, um, and I guess now, um, when you're in the ring, and I, I just have to ask this now, of course, um, because of the timing. Um, has there ever been a moment when you're fighting or or anything, I guess, after October 7th, and you're like, I'm doing this for Israel or I'm doing this for, you know, I've seen you with the, the Israeli flag. So um, how much of that hatred that we all get and, 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 and anger from all that, do you put into your fighting and your, your, um, your, your matches? Cause I see that you carry the flag. So you're, you're kind of feeling like you're representing us, which, Hey, God bless, you know, Baruch Hashem, I want you to do that. But like, what, what do you feel? What do you feel? There's got to be what you're, what's going in your mind and in your heart about when you're doing that. Yeah. So <clears throat> as far as the, the Israeli flag, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy that some people, you know, consider it that I represent Israel. There is no national team. Nobody right. picks you to be representative of the country. You know, everybody shows up and represent themselves. Uh, in the cage, but for me, carrying the flag was more uh, just to show that I'm proud of where I'm from, and uh, and that it's gonna give me strength. Like I'm not honoring the country by representing it. Like the the flag is honoring me. If you you know what I mean. Like I'm I'm honored to carry the flag. I and, uh, yes, yes. And of course, you know I didn't. I don't know if I didn't expect it, but more than expected, like the hate that I get for it uh, is immense, but also the love is huge, you know, and uh, yeah. and the haters, if it makes their blood boil, then great. Yeah. And if right. it makes a, a Jewish person proud anywhere, even better. And um, so both, both outcomes are positive as far as I'm concerned. Right. And um, sometimes your haters are your best fans. <laughs> they're constantly watching they leave the most comments that's for sure they leave the most comments right they get your engagement numbers up right. and then the sponsors mean, you might not like what more. they say about you but certainly it's boosting your 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 metrics exactly <laughs> oh man well you know i'm glad that uh as i've learned too i'm glad the haters are there I'm glad that you have the fans there, which is more important to me, and that you carry the flag. But um, I guess what I'm asking, too, is um, how everything that's happened after October 7th, are you, um, do you feel like um, in your next fight that you're kind of like, um, how do I put it? You're there, you're carrying yourself for the people, you know, like giving one extra shot for, for, for Golani or something like that, you know, like in of the course. Song, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, you know, 
First of all, the, the attack, the massacre that happened, I think everybody's been affected by it. Yeah. And um, it's almost like this is the best thing in my capabilities, right, that I can do. That's what I'm saying. Cheer, cheer yeah. some people up and, uh, and represent well. And, you know, of course, also, it's not only what's going on in the cage uh, that you represent is how you carry yourself. And if I can spread the word and, and the message to anybody that follows me or, or checks out the fight, that, that'd be great. And uh, you, most importantly, you, sorry. Yeah. No, uh, you go first. You go first. We still have we still have over 130 hostages held in Gaza, and uh, bring them home now, people. You know, yeah. Yeah, and everything right now is about bringing them home. And even you know this fight again in the big picture, maybe it doesn't it doesn't make a difference. It's not going to make anybody get released. But yeah. this is what I can do. This is where I can fight. To at least show our fighting spirit and uh, and spread the message when I get the mic, uh, I'll be able to you know spread the world in front of uh, millions of people. That's that's beautiful. You know, I mean, when I think of sports in times like this, you know, I'm reminding myself, and I'll I'll show my age as a kid, um, watching uh, with my cousin in Massachusetts, my family in Massachusetts. Uh, watching uh, the USA uh, beat the Russian hockey team, right? And like Placid in 19, when I was a kid. So like, I realized that like these kinds of wins do like um, garner a patriotic spirit around it uh, by whatever flag it might be. Uh, and in your case, it's, it's Israel. So it's only going to bring more, uh, rally to to you as well as to israel is in it you know like yes you know we won you know like a like a it they feel like you're carrying the flag if you know what i'm saying so uh our our uh our thoughts and uh our wishes are for you to do it in less than 30 seconds the next fight <laughs> um one question i had uh before we go is um, besides Instagram, where else can people find you uh, so on social media? Uh, my handle is at Nathan, N-A-T-A-N, underscore Levy, L-E-V-Y. I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter, or X, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube, a subscribe helps on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, on Facebook also, you can look up uh, Nathan Levy. I have an official page. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to make sure to follow you on all those those locations. And then I'm going to add every location into the description of this interview so that anybody can just like click on it and go right to your page, any of those pages. So we'll put Thank the you. YouTube, the Facebook and all that. I'll find that and I'll follow you. You'll find me. You'll know, you'll see me there, but uh, we're going to let everybody know. We're going to increase our goal here today is to increase your uh, help, increase the following bases across all of your platforms uh, to build your help you 
you know, spread the word about you uh, through all my channels and to definitely create a hashtag campaign to get Dana to know, <laughs> to get you out there as many times as possible because we want to see you fight, uh, especially for uh, for your not just for your, your record and your career and how great you're doing, but and also for the, the state of Israel. So we, we love what you're doing. Stay amazing. Stay great. I love that you you told us a little bit about your strategy, which is great because it, it, it kind of shows what of a person you are. Like, you know, these guys, some guys come in and they just want to <laughs> come and run at you and punch a bunch. And sometimes it's good to deflect and watch and, and, and keep an eye out for them and see what their weaknesses are and then strike when the iron's hot on that weakness which is a, a very, uh, which I love, intelligent way to fight. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're an intelligent but fighting group. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, that's what I love about uh, what you're doing and what our Jewish spirit is about. We'll fight when the fighting's f- right, but we do it <laughs> with the mm-hmm. cappy. Exactly. Cappy. <laughs> so with the brain in mind. So uh, thank you again. Green Living Guy saying one small step at a time today. It's follow Natan Levy. Uh, and we're going to make sure we follow all of his channels and we follow all of his fights and we support him as much as possible because he's a great guy and he's got a great career and we want to get him out there more. So peace. See you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Green Living Guy Show with your host, Seth Lightman. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.